A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello, yes, you are listening to The Chase Report back again for another one of our weekly best of January 2023 summer series where we're playing our favourite interviews from the last year. I'm Lachlan Hodson, Charles and Don will be joining you shortly and they'll be joined by another one of our favourite guests we had last year. It's one that I was pretty stoked that we actually managed to get on the show he was a leader or he still is a leader of one of the national parties uh we couldn't get a liberal leader in we obviously couldn't get a labor leader in uh and we didn't want a uap leader in but we got the greenie we got adam Bant, leader of the greens to join this show he happily humoured Charles and Dom by answering all of their questions uh, and even the ones that he previously told other journalists to Google. So that was one of our favourite interviews from last year and we hope that you enjoy listening back to it. But before I pass on to those three, I've got a very important announcement to make. Do you remember this song? Cold makes me hot. Cold makes me come. We've all heard that song before and we all love it. But you know what? It doesn't have the cultural credibility that I think it deserves. Sure, it was top of the iTunes hit charts, but there's one more chart that it needs to be the top of. And that's Triple J's Hottest 100, which voting closes for on Monday, the 23rd of January. So that's a couple of days now for you to get some last minute votes in to make sure that this song is in the hottest 100. Uh, There'll be a link in the description of this episode where you can go to and enter our song in. I'll come clean and I'll confess that it's not actually uh, technically in Triple J's shortlist. So you have to enter it manually. You have to type in... Cole Makes Me Come by The Chaser. Yes, this is the song I want to submit. And then it'll show up in your votes for the Hottest 100. But if we can get enough of these manual votes in, we'll be well on our way to conquering Australia's music industry and uh, getting whatever prize money that there is for that. If you're still looking for some reasons to vote, uh, one... You can match fix. Uh, we're on sports bet, so you can put in a vote and then you can bet on us being in the top 100 and make some easy money. Uh, and sports bet's unethical anyway, so match fixing is good. Uh, number two reason is because Paul Scott Morrison didn't win an election last year, so it'd be really nice uh, if he could leave a legacy this way because that's what he's always wanted. Uh, number three is... If we win, Charles Firth has promised to do a streak in front of Parliament House. Uh, fully, the full Monty. Is that is that slang? Is that full, naked? He'll do a naked streak if we win across the, the Parliament House. Maybe this is going to take away some of the people who want to vote. But I told him that. I said, Charles, don't do this. I think he just wants to. So, you know, give him this opportunity. Those are your three reasons to vote. Again, Cole makes me come, a manual vote, and we'll win Triple J's Oldest 100. Uh, Okay, thank you very much for indulging me there. Have a proper episode of the show. 
Enjoy. We're joined now by Adam Bant, the leader of the Greens. Adam, welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, this election's turning out to be a bit of a cost of living election. So I do have a bit of a, a, a gotcha question uh, to start off this interview, which is how much is the cost of a litre of oat milk? Oat milk. Yeah. Yeah, it's organic or non-organic. He knows oh, so <laughs> more about this than you, Charles. <laughs> you oh, you're going to have to Google it. Uh, organic and virtuous, if yeah. that's possible. Yeah, cr- cruelty-free oat milk. You, you don't want those poor oats suffering. Yeah, well, it depends whether it's uh, the oats have been grown in Fitzroy or imported from elsewhere. Though I can send you a spreadsheet. If you like. <laughs> All right. I'm just wondering, Adam, uh, we're very grateful that you're here. Can I just say, I've just Googled it. $47 a litre. Is that true? <laughs> that cannot be true. Oh, no, that's yeah, that's for like uh, 12 litres. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> go on. I'm just wondering, Adam, um, I'm very grateful that you're here, but why did you join the Chaser Report? Are your <laughs> advisors very confident about the election? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't this where the election's decided? That's what they told me. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. true. Yeah, um, and there's, there's no opportunity for you to stuff up and go backwards. Well, <laughs> so there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> when um, they tried the gotcha question on you, Adam, you, you now famously said, Google it. Mm. Why would you support a multinational yes. evil corporation like yes. Google? Haven't you just given them more customers? Yes. You think Bing it, mate, is, has, rolls off the no, tongue better? No, I'm, like not, I'm not quite. Duck, duck, Ask go. Jeeves. Duck, duck, it's go. Like, it. Yeah, well, look, plenty of alternatives. I, I now say go to your search engine of choice, um, <laughs> So, especially when I'm on the ABC. <laughs> look, the big policy that you've launched in the last couple of weeks that, that I have been completely activated by and, and, frankly, is the reason why you're on this podcast, is this whole artist wage policy that you've mm. got where you're going to just pay artists to to create right now the question i have is okay that's that's good like i like that idea i like the idea that you know dom's brother is an artist like he'll get to sort of get some money and you know won't have to live sail to sail but what about really bad artists like does that like how do you distinguish how do like does centrelink sort of you bring around some of your artwork and they judge you like how do you get rid of really bad artists you don't want to be funding them <laughs> i think you know the I, I don't know that i want the government to be the arbiter of what's good and bad art and you know i reckon my taste might even be a little bit better than scott morrison's when it comes to that but even so even so i think you've got to leave that in in the hands of those who know best, I am. Does no, it? No, I disagree because <laughs> no, because my eleven year old thinks he's a fucking genius when it comes to art, <laughs> and he's not. It, 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 there's no concept of how to properly create perspective and things like that. And you're going, no fucking way! Like he doesn't deserve a dime. Well, I I hear you with uh, five and six year olds who bring home their amazing masterpieces every day. I I know you. I understand. I feel I feel that pain. But we're probably going to limit this to people who are finished primary school at the very least. All right. Well, you know your other son Charles could do yeah. it. Adam, does this notion of a, a wage for artists does it? Uh, apply to washed up satirists yes. who used to be on the government teat at the ABC. Can mm. we get back on that sweet public money here at the Chaser? Well, 
we we are we are talking about minimum wage here, so I'll leave it up to you to work out whether what that means oh, for you. That's a good increase. <laughs> that's for not you unattractive. You, you don't realize we're doing a podcast, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, you're because you're po- you're promising eighty eight dollars a day. I think is yeah. a minimum. Yeah, that is much better than most of the podcasting industry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. won't we become a nation of podcasters on your watch? <laughs> Maybe we need a podcasters union. Imagine the, how long those conversations. Well, actually, talking of <laughs> unions, the Fair Work Commission is going to have a wage case just shortly after the election. Yesterday, Anthony Albanese got into all sorts of trouble saying that, that workers shouldn't go backwards. Do you commit under a Greens government to make workers go backwards and not get proper wage rises so we can keep the inflation genie Shut. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I think that was pretty astounding. The sort of the apoplectic response to the idea that wages should rise faster than what you spend your wages on, mm. and that people shouldn't have a wage cut. Like that's the 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 ferocious response to that. I think just shows, like, in many ways, how broken the debate is. We. So, what, what's your policy? We should lift wages even further, is than the um, than is being proposed higher than inflation. Lift them, peg them like they do in the UK. Peg the minimum wage to the average wage, so that sixty percent of the average wage, and that way you um, reduce inequality and you start to lift wages from the bottom up. So that would be taking it to about $23 an hour, let the Fair Work Commission work out the time frame to phase that in over. Um, but that's that's more than um, what's being proposed at the moment. But you can, we have a situation in Australia where you could be working on uh, minimum wage, and especially if you've got kids, you'd still be working full-time on minimum wage and living below the recognised poverty line, and I mean, that's just wrong. So we, we've got a really strong platform to to lift minimum wages, lift it from the bottom up, lift income support from the bottom up, and that's how you um, tackle, in part, uh, cost of living, but also tackle rising inequality. You want to reduce inequality. Doesn't that mean that the amazing wealth that trickles down from the nation's billionaires will mm. stop? What are we going to yes. do without that sweet trickle down, Adam? Mm. I know, and uh, all the um, donations to the uh, the IPA and all of those other amazing uh, uh, non-government organisations will would might dry up as well. But I mean, I think the the rise in wealth in billionaires in Australia uh, is. Is phenomenal. But during the pandemic, billionaires grew their wealth faster than billionaires in any other country. Which um, you know, if like to, when you think about how Jeff Bezos and Amazon would have done during the during the pandemic, like for Australian billionaires to be increasing their wealth at a faster rate than billionaires from any other country is pretty astounding. And the mining billionaires more than doubled their wealth during the course of the pandemic. And we're campaigning pretty heavily on a billionaire's tax this mm. election. And Joe Biden is even talking about that now in the US. And we fund a lot of policies. There's a problem with the billionaire's tax because aren't there sort of goody billionaires and baddie billionaires? Like what about – so are you, are you in, including like Mike Cannon Brooks and things like that or, or do you just give him a free pass and say, oh, it's all right, you can still be a billionaire? Well, the thing with with our across the board tax proposal like applies to everyone, no favourites here. But it's like there'll still be billionaires afterwards. <laughs> they, they, they we're talking about a six percent tax on their wealth. Uh, and what's the they, point of a six percent? Surely, why don't they? What? No, that's a terrible. Why don't you just get rid of billionaires? Just 
take all their billions. Well, we say that plus also make them pay a, a, a Bernie Sanders style levy on the profiteering that they did during the pandemic. So make them pay back the half their profits that they raised during the pandemic. That would be a um, a fair approach. And then do do that, and you start to raise some serious money to fund things like dental and intermediate care. So uh, we think. If we, especially if we find ourselves in a minority parliament situation, we can't see why a new government wouldn't be prepared mm. to put a tax on billionaires. Like it's not really going to affect, well, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's going to affect you. It's not probably not going to affect most people who vote um, mm. uh, unless you're a billionaire. It'll, you it'll affect Craig. <laughs> the chase, it'll only affect Craig. Isn't there a risk though, Adam, that if you go around taxing your billionaires, mm. some of them are only going to be multi-multi-millionaires. Some of them yeah. might only have 900 mil yes. after this tax yes. comes in. Yes. Aren't you I supposed know, to be the, about protecting is, things, Adam? This is class warfare. <laughs> well, I, yes. I, I think, again, it just shows how far things have drifted in this country that when you're talking about a tax on billionaires that it sort of strikes this this court of fear amongst some who are saying, oh, we can't do that. It's like, well, hang on, you know, they're, they're making obscene and enormous amounts of money and it's time they paid some of it back. I was looking at the Greens website the other day just on this point, Adam, and um, look, there's lots of things that are free in your plan, things like education, health and, and even dentistry. I don't know how anyone can afford to pay for dentistry, mm. not even you. Um, and then there was a, a link to a, a page that said our, pa- our plan to pay for this and the link was broken. <laughs> Is that fixed now? <laughs> Send it through. I'll, I'll have to Google it. The um, the I don't know. Uh, we'd be very, very clear about paying for it by making big corporations and billionaires pay their fair share of tax. Um, there's a significant amount of money to be paid uh, to be made just by closing loopholes. I mean, we're giving $10 billion a year, for example. Like anyone who pays taxes is contributing to giving $10 billion a year to the fossil fuel industry mm. to do things like buy cheap diesel fuel. Now, I would much rather that Clive Palmer pay the same tax on his petrol that everyone else pays and that we use it to fund getting dental into Medicare. So we've run the ruler over it, got it costed by the Parliamentary Budget Office, and you can um, you can fund things like getting dental into Medicare by stopping the handouts to the big corporations and billionaires and making them pay tax. I mean, like we're in a situation where one in three big corporations in Australia pays no tax at all, right, and pays no tax at all, mm. and that's wrong, and they're the kind of loopholes we want to close. But, but they're, they're the the companies that keep Australia going, Adam. Like, why do you hate Australia? Well, these in many instances, they're these massive multinationals who send their profits offshore tax-free. I mean, we it, to take the gas industry, for example, there's... 27 companies that in one year bought in $78 billion of income and paid no tax. Uh, Shell bought in $5 billion. Uh, Exxon bought in $12 billion. Won't these, won't these companies go offshore if we, if we, if we start taxing They're already doing it. This is, this is my point, is that they're in many No, but they'll just shut up shop. You won't have any wealth creation in Australia at all. I think you will find that the minerals... And the resources will still be under the ground under Australian ah, soil, but... under the Australian oceans, and there'll probably still be an appetite to uh, get it out. And we're saying, look, make them pay for it and make them pay a fair rate for okay. what okay. they suck out of the ground and their tax before they send the profits overseas. Okay, well, let's, let's go to the other side of this equation, which is then, okay, if you do all this tax, then you get a whole lot of free things. Now, 
one of those free things is free unit uni, free education, right? Now, isn't there a risk that people will just abuse that privilege to learn stuff for free and then just learn a whole lot of stuff that they don't actually need to know? Yeah, well, you're sounding very much like the Liberal Minister for Education <laughs> at the moment, like that, you know, they routinely get up and they read out topics of um, ARC grants that they don't like or PhD topics that they think are offensive and then say, therefore, you shouldn't fund it. I mean, I just think in our, we should be a society that values people getting education and if you make a good income out of it, then you pay it back through a higher progressive tax rate. Like the more money you earn, the higher the tax rate um, should be that you pay. It's called a progressive tax system and you could use it to fund things like free education. But mm. if, Albo had, if Albo had had to pay for his uh, economics degree, mm. uh, don't you think it's more likely he'd know the unemployment rate? <laughs> yes, right. He'd value it more. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. You'd have to talk to people who are going through education at the moment with it being user pays where they're paying through the nose for we it do. We whether they ha- think they're getting a better quality of education as a result. I'm Half not, of our sure interns are at uni. And and they they're hungry for work. Adam, they've got to work here. They're so desperate. They, yeah, like they they need every dollar they can get. This, this is good. This is you know keep good them, system. Keep them, keep <laughs> them they don't eat properly. I don't think. <laughs> it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You've also got a plan to build one million homes, I see here. Uh, won't the boomers just negative gear 999,000 of them yes. on day one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, um, well, the, the element of our plan is that the, the government retains ownership of these, so the, the boomers won't be able to get their hands on them, I'm afraid. So and, basically communism. Uh, it's, well, it's, when I was explaining our policy to one journalist the other day, I said, look, we're gonna, we want over the next 20 years... Um, government to build a million homes that it can uh, people could rent for twenty five percent of their income, or you could buy into for three hundred thousand and then sell back to the government. But you know, a big public build of affordable homes. Um, the journalist said to me, oh, "You mean like Menzies did?" And it's the first time that I've ever been mm. compared with Menzies, or our policies being compared with Menzies. Mm. But again, it's like this used to be something that we did in this country. I, and I don't think people, I don't, as far as I'm aware, Australia um, wasn't ever run by a communist Menzies government. Like, mm. This used to be something no, that I, was fairly I think, straightforward. I think that's why Menzies wanted to get rid of the communists, was because it was competition to steal their policy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they do this in Singapore, I think, um, Adam, but isn't it true that Singapore is a socialist utopia where there are no rich people? <laughs> Aren't you going to turn us into Singapore with this plan of yours? <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 some very unique lines of attack have been coming on this on this policy, but like it's it's the way out because I mean we do need to reform negative gearing. Like our, our plan is to limit it to one investment property um, and one. to start to withdraw all of those. Um, why not zero? <laughs> it, 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 why should anyone own a house to make money out of it? 
Well, there's lots of people who've um, decided that their investment strategy for their retirement or whatever will be to own a unit uh, and, or invest in a unit. And with, that's not where the bulk of the subsidies are going. The bulk of the subsidies are from negative gearing and capital gains tax are going to the very top income earners who often own multiple, multiple properties. Mm. Um, also known and, as the federal cabinet. Yeah, you're going to hurt a lot well, of parliamentarians right. with this plan of yours. This is, Peter this is, Dutton this is must right. hate you. Uh, <laughs> he earns about right. six. I know there's 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 some who've got a lot and uh, it's it, it may not be popular but it might go to some way to explaining why it hasn't been reformed so far. So you you're on a parliamentary sort of you're on a good parliamentary wage because you you're the leader of a party so you'd probably be on roughly similar to Peter Dutton. How do you afford six homes on Peter Dutton's wages? I've never understood how he managed to get all that money. Well, I don't know about him but like the but we're giving about uh, $6 billion a year in handouts through negative gearing and capital gains tax exempt, uh, discounts to the very wealthy and people who've got more than two homes, right? So $6 billion a year is what it costs to basically push up the price of housing mm. and subsidise people who've already got two homes to go and get their third or fourth or tenth. Uh, and the money overwhelmingly goes to the top, like goes to the top income earners. And the our plan, like you said, you know, a million homes over the next 20 years, that costs about a third of that, right? So for about a third of what we are currently paying every year in handouts to people who've got multiple homes, you could build a million affordable homes instead. Now, you've got a plan to legalise cannabis, but I can't see in that plan any uh, details about how you'll cope with the surge in the demand for convenience uh, store snacks. <laughs> the shelves will be yes. wiped. It'll be like toilet paper all over again, Adam. What's the plan? Uh, well, I think that's one area where the market will step up. I think you'll, you'll find. Well, no, I think you'll find that it didn't be... step up during the pandemic. You're going to, this is a logistical nightmare. <laughs> It's, well, maybe maybe we do need to put a bit of further thought into that. You raise a very good point. What what will the price of, of weed be under a Greens government? Can you mm. commit to putting downward pressure on, yes. on pot prices? How much will a 25 cost? <laughs> well, it's... Um, there, there is, sadly, it is under our model, it's going to be regulated. Uh, so there will be the opportunity for there to for it to start to be uh, taxed. So I, I can't um, give you the exact tax rate at the moment, but it's certainly going to be more uh, available under our model. And in the ACT, they're already take they've already taken steps towards decriminalizing personal use and personal possession and the world hasn't ended there and as far as i'm aware um the 7-elevens are still doing all right and have stepped up and filled that filled that void that you're talking about so i think it's working in the act it'll probably work in the rest of the country as well can you commit though to your artist's wage being sufficient to afford pot yes <laughs> minimum wage like it's minimum wage and so uh, i guess we we don't like dictating how people want to spend their money. So if, if you can make ends meet, then go for it. Oh, now we should go, but um, there is one last policy that we should probably talk about. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this thing called the climate change? Yeah, oh, no, the Green Do you that. have a policy about that? <laughs> heard a bit about it. It hasn't really cropped up much during the election no. campaign, which yeah. is... Pretty pretty distressing. Are but, you are uh, you a bit disturbed that the 
the major parties have stolen your action on climate change brand? <laughs> the, you know, if, if only, like, that would be like a, a pretty good scenario. So, I mean, we spent most of last year um, saying uh, oddly that we found ourselves in agreement with Boris Johnson, which is, again, not a place I'd ever thought I'd be, but like, at least in the lead up to the climate summit, he was there saying we need to get out of coal. Joe Biden was going around trying to get the world to sign up to cut its gas usage. And there's just crickets from Liberal and Labor here. And I mean, it's even worse. Like they're now saying we'll open up even more coal mines, more gas and more gas projects. And, you know, just the one gas project like the Beetaloo Basin in the Northern Territory would increase Australia's pollution by 13%. So we're having this this debate about these targets that are sort of too little, too late from Liberal and Labor, and they're trying to bury the fact that they they want to make it even worse by opening up more coal and gas. And that, to me, in a climate crisis is pretty distressing, and we're doing our best to sort of get it on the agenda. You're against, you know, digging stuff out of the ground. That's the only stuff we do, Adam. Like, you're literally... You... I don't think you quite understand how Australia works. We don't have anything we, else to offer the world. We dig stuff out of the ground. We, we don't process s- it or improve it. Sell anyway. it off and then have a few billionaires, which you want to get rid of and tax. Like, you just don't even, like, you just, I think you should go to New Zealand or something. I think you'd be much more successful over there. Yeah, well, you know, I've actually spent a bit of time this election campaign in um in the coal sort of areas in Hunter Valley and going to Rockhampton, going to Townsville, going to Gladstone. And our message has been actually there's Australia's pretty lucky. We've got a stack of the minerals that are going to be needed for, you know, building batteries and electric vehicles. And, you know, why not process the iron ore here instead of shipping it off and buying it back in, in as expensive steel and uh, we're, we're getting a pretty good reception. Like I think that one of the one coal miner said to us in um, when we were in the Hunter Valley that it's just the worst kept secret in the valley. Like mm, everyone knows yes. coal's got to use by a date, but no one's talking about it. Whereas at least we're going there to have the conversations. And I think like increasingly things are shifting, and people would be up for a national conversation, including people in the coal areas, about what a transition out of it looks like. Well, now, don't use the word transition. I was I was told very strictly by a Labor insider, you're not allowed to use the word transition because it polls really badly in the coal areas. So yeah, well, it's because Labor doesn't want a transition. Like Labor's going around saying we can still dig up coal mm. in the 2050s, just like the Liberals are, and still meet our climate targets. And it's just rubbish, right? People know that they're, they're being lied to in, in these areas and, like, there's a hunger there for a bit of a conversation about it. But you have to start, I guess, with the first... Like, the first point in the fork in the road is do you accept that coal and gas have a use-by date? And if you accept the climate science, the answer is yes. And so you then got to have a conversation about what the pathway is out of it. Um, but at the moment, neither Labor or Liberal are there. But, and that's one of the things we're trying to push. So, look, final question from me, Adam. There's, on the Greens website, there are an awful lot of policies, more so than usual, I'd say. You've got them costed. There's a lot of work that's gone into this. What are you going to do if uh, Anthony Albanese becomes Prime Minister, relying on the Greens' support? Um, these are policies and targets. He's not going to commit to any of those, is he? I think there's some pretty popular things there. Like, when we were in... Um, balance of power last time we got dental into medicare for kids for example and it's one of the things we would want to put on the table and balance of power this time is getting dental into medicare for everyone now i don't think that 
um, the next government's going to lose votes because they agree with the Greens to put dental into Medicare um, and make Clive Palmer help pay for it with a billionaire's tax. I, I think people would love that. I think their vote would go up. So um, I think the toughest one, the toughest thing uh, to, that we'd have to have discussions around would be around coal and gas and what are we going to do about stopping opening up new coal and gas projects. That's where I'd imagine... Uh, we're going to find the most resistance. But the other things like getting dental and, and mental health into Medicare uh, are areas that I reckon would be pretty popular for any government. So you may not be able to protect the environment, but you will be able to protect our teeth. <laughs> That's a start. We'll, we'll do both. We'll do both. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me. As always, uh, Gary is from Road Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.